alibi. Origin late 17th century as an adverb in the sense of elsewhere, from Latin elsewhere. The noun use dates to the late 18th century. Elsewhere is where I live and where I travel. Through the gloom and between the moments, I visit places, people, and occasionally things. I listen to their dreams, their desires, and I keep their secrets. And yes, sometimes I am their excuse. Hello, and welcome to Tuesday, April 7th. Tears Day, a day for intentions focusing on war work, enemy work, banishing, strength, and health. It is also the time of the full wind moon in Libra, appropriate for workings of justice, harmony, and cooperation. This day is also presided over by Earl and President Marax. Marax gives good familiars, is wise in the arts of work cunning, herbalism, and lapidary medicine, and is an excellent demon to ask for help if you would like to gain knowledge in astronomy or any of the liberal sciences. But for our purposes here today, I would like to focus on all three of these influences. Tear, good for war work, banishing, strength and health. Working with the full moon energy of Libra for justice, harmony and cooperation. And Marax with his word cunning and herbalism All three working together as a powerful trio, especially in these days that we find ourselves. Many people that come to me for readings are members of the armed forces or members of law enforcement. The story that I'm going to focus on tonight is one about a man who was working as a police officer, and he came to me insisting that he was not going to be specific in asking a question or about what it was that he was looking for as an answer. He just wanted me to give to him anything that I thought he should know, any kind of message. I often, when I'm doing readings, I often employ tarot cards, not necessarily an entire spread, but tarot cards are a good focusing tool for the person receiving the reading. I looked at him for a second, and since he did not know exactly what kind of reading he wanted, I defaulted to the tarot. I didn't do a spread. I had him shuffle the cards until he felt comfortable, cut them, and turn over a single card. He turned the card over, looking at it. It was the Seven of Wands. 
those that know, know. And those that don't, I will explain the Seven of Wands this way. The Seven of Wands calls on you to stand your ground for what you believe in. You're going to have to fight for what it is that you want. But it also indicates that you're not going to be standing with no one to back you up. You're going into a situation where you're going to have to put effort in, but your efforts won't be in vain. Now, this man did not know the meaning of the tarot card. And I like tarot cards because it keeps the person getting the reading focused. They look at the picture. They try to discern the meaning. And it centers them so that what I get around the, the person getting the reading, it is more focused. Most of the time, when people come in for a reading, they bombard with questions. But their energy and what I can see is even louder. So this man had this focus on this card and then looked up from under his lashes at me, waiting. And what I saw was equivalent to watching a movie like Indiana Jones and a door is closing. It's coming down on him. And he only has seconds to clear this and get out of the room. That's not what I saw coming from this man. But it is a good example and a good summation of what I was seeing. So I told him that if he wanted to preserve and hang on to what it is that he was fighting for, he was going to have to quit waiting for somebody else to intercede. He was going to have to quit waiting for the paperwork, for the okay, and for a superior. He was going to have to go in, press his rights, press his seniority, and fight for it like he cared about it. This man looked at me at this point as if I had started to pull my face off like the scene in Poltergeist. This does happen. I have mentioned before that people don't really appreciate any message or even a, a, a gift or any bit of knowledge that comes from psychic knowledge. You have to be careful when you give it to them. The man was standing because that was how he preferred for his session to go. And I asked him if he needed to sit down because he was also losing color in his face. He shook his head and uh, took a few deep breaths and then gushed everything. But before gushing came the, do you want me to tell you why I am here? 
No, I did not need for him to tell me why he was there. What I got from him was enough. But he needed to tell me why he was here. This man was a police officer and he was being pressured to give up his role, his pension, everything that he had been working for by people who were higher up in the bureaucracy. And he was very close to missing his window of opportunity of defending it and keeping it. It was hard for this man to look at me and talk about this because of the job that he had done. But there was also the commonality and I understood what it was like to have to fight and he understood that about me by the way that I talked to him. So there was a commonality, a common ground that was met even though he was standing across the table from this weird witch that if any of his superiors or the people that were trying to force him out or even any of his co-workers would have never, ever let him live down that he had come to a strange witch for help. These moments are hard. I get a lot of law enforcement and military personnel that come for readings. It's hard for them because of the stigma attached to it. So they come alone. There are people that come with groups of friends. They need the support system or they're just afraid. They're afraid and they, they don't know what to expect. But these military personnel and the law enforcement, they usually come alone. They're no less nervous. If for no other reason, they're worried about what they'll be told. Either one, that it'll seem like a totally made-up lie or something ridiculous. Or maybe the news won't be what they want to hear. So, I can tell you that it turned out well for him. And what he got was a little goose and a reminder of who he was, what he had been working his life for, and who he was working for, his family, and for himself. He needed a reminder of who he was and that he could do this. And in these times now, when everybody is looking for distraction or hope or answers, these things are things that people do in order to get through strange times. And I am not at all criticizing, chastising, or going to talk to you like I'm your mother. I'm going to talk to you like we have something in common. You can do this. You have done things that were hard in the past. You have done things that were difficult in the past. And if you use your resources mentally, emotionally, and physically, the only thing you need to do is to do what you do best, the best. If you're a singer, Sing. If you take pictures, use your talent to make that picture 
that you see in your mind and share it with the world and find the audience that will appreciate what you can give them. If you tell stories, write your stories and share them. Do not let publishers and publishing houses try to hold you down and shame you and say that if you're not published by them, then you're not a real author. Write your story, share your story, be the best you and the best talent that you have. Be that, that's what you have to be. Distraction is absolutely a survival tactic, but don't make it your practice. Don't waste your talent, don't forget who you are and be the best you you can be. And everyone will get through this. So my wish for you on this full wind moon is be strong, be the best you can be, be smart, and act like you have something to lose because you do. Guard your health, guard your family, and guard the time that you have invested on this earth, this time around, like you want to keep it and you want more. Somewhere between the mundane and the mysterious, the privileged and the primitive, the divine and the damned is the alibi tent.